More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Today on More to Life, all in the family. Not getting along with the people in your family? Let us help. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Everyone says they want to have a great marriage and family and personal life. Well, the theology of the body reveals how you can actually achieve it. More to life. The happiest couples know how to say I do to each other every moment of every day. Surprising. Relevant. Hopeful. Angela, let's not just settle for stopping your son's behavior. Exactly. Let's talk about the kind of young man you want to raise. Practical. Theology of the body-based answers for every part of your life. God's original blueprint didn't include depression and anxiety. Yeah, that's a human invention. God wants to set you free. Let's talk about making that happen. The life you were meant to live through the theology of the body. More to life. Good morning, everyone. You are listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. And today's show is titled All in the Family. As we talk about those family conflicts that rob our peace and make our days more tense and cause us to stay awake at night worrying about those people and those situations, give us a call at 877 Five seven three seven eight two five. Are you struggling with some of the people in your family, whether that's your close family or extended family? We want to help you identify the next steps toward resolving those conflicts, tensions, misunderstandings, and disagreements. Give us a call at eight seven seven five seven three seven eight two five. Again, that's eight seven seven five seven three. 7825. You know, whether it's your close family, like your spouse or your kids, or your extended family, your parents, your siblings, all those other people, family conflict isn't any fun. Is conflict coming between you and someone in your family? Are you struggling to resolve misunderstandings, differences of opinions, old hurts? or disagreements that are stopping you from having the family relationships you're looking for. Maybe even having some fun with them over the holidays. Or are those holidays just turning up the pressure on certain family problems? Well, let us help you find the next steps toward a more peaceful, loving, and joyful family life. Yeah, and especially in this time of year, um, you know, it, it shines the light on those tensions in our either nuclear or extended families. And uh, we start thinking about how can I resolve this? What do I need to do about this? Especially because we're going to get together over the holidays. We've, we've successfully ignored these people and these pro- particular mm-hmm. problems for months, and now we have to deal with them. Well, we want to help you manage those challenges and also just the general family challenges that you're having. If you are struggling with conflict, disagreements, old hurts, differences of opinion, you name it, that's coming between you and someone you care about in your family, we want to help you identify those next steps toward resolving those tensions and increasing your peace at 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877 573 
7825. Yeah, or maybe you have been working on it. Maybe, especially if it's your immediate family, right? The people you're closest to. Maybe you've been working on those tensions and those disagreements and those things that are coming between you. But then you start walking the path of Advent into Christmas. And you know, spiritually, there should be more. There should be more healing. There should be more joy. There should be more peace. Or you're walking through the Christmas season and everybody's just, you know, looking at those those picture postcards, those, you know, Hallmark movies, and you're thinking everything hurts more about the tensions we normally have when I compare it to what it's, in quotes, supposed to be. If you're feeling any of that today, let us help you find grace-filled answers to all those problems and tensions between you and the people in your life. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. Twenty-five, And that refers to all the people under our roof or all those people in our extended family yes, that we are does. tussling with, 877-573-7825. There are two big celebrations that I want to acknowledge right at the beginning of today's show. Of course, today is the Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe. Yeah. Okay. So uh, if you are experiencing family difficulties, make sure that you are asking for her, inter- her intercession, especially today. And uh, a special shout out to Our Lady of Guadalupe Radio. Yeah. <laughs> who have faithful. Great uh, d- Guadalupe Yeah, great, Radio. great people in Guadalupe Radio. So uh, also, today is the 43rd anniversary of the incorporation of EWTN. In wow. 1980. So, um, Feels longer. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, uh, so EWTN flipped the switch, started broadcasting on the Feast of the Assumption, August 15th. Uh, but today is the day, uh, the anniversary of EWTN's incorporation. So wow. 1980. You know, I just, I just, you know, kind of remember growing up with, I, I remember the night my mother was watching Merv Griffin mm. in her room. We, my mother was decidedly had walked away from her Catholic faith. And so I was not being raised in the Catholic faith as a small child. And all of a sudden I heard her say to me from the other room, Lisa, come here. You've got to see this. There's this nun on Merv Griffin. And it was Mother Angelica. And she was talking about this call to start Catholic TV and this ministry and what was going on. And I sort of feel... Like it was longer ago than, you know, it was all incorporated. But God bless Mother Angelica and everyone who has helped this all happen over these many, many years. And that includes all of you listeners who support EWTN Radio. Well, and wherever you're tuning in to EWTN Radio, make sure you're supporting your local EWTN Catholic Radio station. Let's keep Catholic Radio going strong for decades to come so we can keep supporting you and living a more abundant life and having healthier, holier relationships as well. It really is a miracle, but we have to help facilitate miracles, don't we? And Mm -hmm. and as we celebrate Our Lady of Guadalupe today, you know, Juan Diego had to do the things that she asked him to do Mm -hmm. to make those miracles happen. We have to do the things that God is asking us to do to continue these miracles every day. Including in our family life. And that's That's what we're talking about today on our show titled All in the Family, as we talk about the challenges of getting along with the people in your family, whether those are the folks that live under your roof or you're in your extended family, whether it has to do with this holiday season 
and the increased tensions that come with that, or just general family conflict that you're looking for answers for, we are here for you. The number, 877-573-7825. Every day on More to Life, we take a look at the topic of the day through the lens of St. John Paul's Theology of the Body. And for folks who aren't aware of what that is, um, when St. John Paul was Pope, he gave a series of reflections over the course of five years that looked at how we can discern God's plan for living a more abundant life and having healthier, holier relationships by prayerfully reflecting on God's design in creation. The theology of the body reminds us that family life is meant to be a gift. In fact, it's the primary way we learn to be Christian disciples, to love like Christ, to develop the virtues that help us lead holy, happy lives. Unfortunately, when a lot of us hear this and reflect on the mess of our own families, we can feel condemned. We feel that if we could only be better Christians, our family would magically be wonderful all the time. <laughs> We're particularly sensitive to this guilt and frustration about family life around the holidays because the secular image of the holiday magic is supposed to make everything all better without us having to do the work. The Christian sense of what God calls families to be gets all mixed up with that secular fairy tale. The more we get caught up in this, the more angry and frustrated we can get with ourselves, the members of our household, and our extended family members for not doing what needs to be done to make the magic happen. <laughs> but the call God gives to families to be a gift isn't magic. It's a mission that can only be accomplished through God's grace and our intentional prayerful efforts to see God's will done in our homes and family lives. You know, sin affects the whole world, including our families. And holiday magic doesn't have the power to undo the damage sin inflicts on family life. Only grace does. If we want to experience family life as the gift it's meant to be, we need to bring our families to God every day and ask him to teach us how to respond to the brokenness we find there. First, we need to prayerfully bring the, those challenges we face in our family life to God and ask him to help us make his vision a reality in our homes and in our extended families. And then we need to ask him what small steps, small steps, he wants us to take today and every day to bring our family life more in line with, his, what, with what his plan is. And that doesn't happen overnight. And it doesn't magically happen because some holiday is upon us. It's a lifelong project that enables us to grow in holiness by doing the work that we need to do to go over the things that stop us from living the life God wants us to live and having the family life God wants us to celebrate. And when John Paul II told us to be not afraid, he didn't mean just turn a blind eye to everything and just, you know, trust that God was going to work it out. He meant don't be afraid to cooperate with God, to do the work, to lean into begging him for help, talking to him every day, asking him what that next small step is, and doing that with God every day. That's why we don't have to be afraid, because he will walk it with us when we ask him to. Well, let's take our concerns to the Lord, and then we'll start taking your calls about family conflict, whether that's the family that lives under your roof or your extended family. We want to help you have a more peaceful family life, especially in this Advent and Christmas season. Give us a call at 
573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. In the name of the Father, and, and the, the Son, Son, and the, the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, we come together and we ask your blessing on our families. We ask you to help our the families that live under our roof to be strong and dynamic domestic churches and the rest of the family that, that, that lives outside of our home. We ask that you would help us create true connection and communion so that we could experience those relationships as a gift. In particular, we give to you those family members that we're struggling with that are can be difficult to get along with for various reasons. And we ask you, Lord, for the grace and wisdom to know how to deal with those family members in loving ways in ways that help us identify the next steps toward working through the tension and challenges so that we can be instruments of your grace and instruments of peace in our homes and in our family lives so that we can build your kingdom by building stronger families. We ask all of this through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary and in the name of the the Father, Father, and the the Son, and the the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Pope St. John Paul the Great. Pray for us. Today on More to Life, the show is titled All in the Family as we look at family conflict, whether that's conflict with the people under your roof or the people in your extended family, uh, spouse, adult kids, your parents, siblings, you name it. We're here to help you create a more loving, connected, caring family life. 877-573-7825. Let's talk. Excuse me. Let's talk now with Karen, who's listening to EWTN Radio in New Jersey on Domestic Church Radio. Hey, Karen. Welcome to More to Life. How can we help you? Hey, uh, Dr. Greg and Lisa Popchuk. Thank you so much for all of your insight and your professionalism. Uh, The topic today is a great one because uh, we are upon the holiday season, and um, we don't always get along with our families, do we now? Mm-mm. <laughs> yeah, so I want to. So, what's going out, on in your family, Karen? Yeah, I want to find out uh, a suggestion to keep the conversation calm and not uh, have people get at your throat and that kind of stuff, like with sarcasm and interjection of emotions and and opinions. So, so you're you're suggesting that, Karen, or are you are you asking how to do that? I'm asking how to do that. So, so when you guys go to a family function, especially Christmas, you know, things like that, there are folks there that are being sarcastic, being snarky, playing the "Hey, let's you and me fight" game, that kind of thing. Is that what's going on in your larger yeah, family? Yeah, and and I'm in it too. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. because you take like, the bait, or it's is it something like? Are you just taking other people's bait, or is it a way you actually go in because your family relates this way? No, uh, I guess taking the bait. Hmm. All right. So, so let me ask you this: Are there some holidays that are better than others? Some get-togethers that work that go more smoothly? Well. Uh, the answer to that is possibly yes, because not not everybody attends some ah, holidays. Well, well, I mean, are there times where everybody's there and it does? But what about times when it when everybody is there? Are there times that it, that it goes better even though everybody is there? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And what's the difference when when, when things are going better <laughs> yeah. when everybody's there? What do you what do you guys do differently? Mm, I'm not really sure. That's what I'm um, trying to find out. Like how. To keep the conversation um, general, with no right. uh, well, 
specific okay. topic and sarcasm. Well, I want I want you to think about that too, because because I'm going to give you some general suggestions to respond to your question, but sometimes the best answer is just to kind of look at those differences. And, and, and figure out what's the difference that's making the difference, right? So there are probably some times when everybody is there, but you get along better than other times. I'd like you to really think about what makes those differences. Um, so, for instance, you know, um, well, I'll, I'll, let me just go to these general suggestions. Uh, you know, you, you, generally speaking, if families have an activity to do together, um, rather than just sort of sitting around and talking, um, you know, the, when you, when you're when your fam when your extended family just sitting around and talking, anything can come up, right? Mm-hmm. But if you plan, for example, a game, you know, or some other activity, uh, you know, depending on the, the kind of family you've got, if you've got small kids, maybe you can do a craft project or you know something. But but something that's that 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 occupies everybody attention, everybody's attention, and has them doing a thing side by side, as opposed to sitting down and talking about politics because there's nothing else to do. You know, um, or the latest headline that they know is going to be poking you in what you believe or you care about. Um, another another thing that you could do, just a general suggestion, um, is is calling up some of the family members that are say the, the kind of the most influential in the group, and just kind of talking ahead of time and saying, hey guys, you know, I'd really like to make sure that this this you know get together goes better than you know it either usually does or sometimes does. What what are, what do you think about how we can make that happen? You know, how do we so you have kind of a planning meeting, not necessarily with everybody, but with the most important people who are coming there, if the most influential people. you feel like people you can there. trust those people and not turn it on you and pick on you, because if they're influential, but they're also part of the problem, that needs to be discerned by you. Well, and, 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 you know, and if, there, and if there are particularly problematic family members, it's okay to, to reach out to them ahead of time, too, not to call them out, but to say, hey, you know, I know that we often disagree about X, Y, or Z. You know, but I think there's a whole lot more to our relationship than that, and I'd really like to be able to focus on those things for the holidays. What do you say, or what do you think it would take to do that? You know, is there something you'd like to do that would help us focus on that instead of the disagreements that we have? So, you know, use this time, this week and a half before Christmas, and you know, the whole Christmas week and all that, to to start making some plans with those people for how we can go better. Those are some general suggestions, but um, more sp- if you want more specific ideas, I really want you to sit down and pray. About about times where your get-togethers have gone better and look for the differences that make the difference. I also want you, Karen, to make sure you're getting into a place before you go of having had some time in prayer where you're really giving this all to God, where you're putting self-care as something at the top of your list so you're not going in as edgy and that you have certain things that you can do. Like if things start to get a little tense, you know, you say, you know what, I ate so much and it's starting to bother my stomach. I'm going to go for a walk for a few minutes and just kind of walk this off because I, you know, I just want to feel better. And you get out of the house, but you're not storming out of the house. You're making an excuse and you're going to have some time to calm down and breathe and take a walk. Little subjects you can change it to. Somebody starts to be political or something and you just change it to you know how's so-and-so doing what's going on in their life you just it's okay if it's obvious (laughs) it's okay to do that but kind of if you have those plans ahead of time you'll feel more secure 
you'll feel more calm and you won't be putting out that like pick on me energy when you walk in the room the big the big takeaway is is plan don't wait for it to happen you know look for the way things have happened in the past and try to head them off by by addressing them now about how you guys can handle those different uh, this get these get together differently and also looking for those differences that make the difference karen thanks so much for the call if there's more we can do to support you in the coming weeks don't hesitate to reach back out to us here on more to life and that includes you listeners if you are dealing with family conflict in general or especially in these coming weeks we are here for you at 877-573-7825 when we come back we'll be taking your calls plus we'll be joined by bill donahy of the theology of the body institute he'll be sharing some insights on the theology of the body or from the theology of the body on how we can kind of think about family conflict in a more graceful way stick around for that and a whole lot more when more to life continues in just a minute Hi, I'm Al Cresta. Do you remember writing your Christmas wish list as a child? In developing countries like Haiti and Guatemala, children don't make Christmas lists, and they don't expect Christmas gifts. All their parents earn must go to food, shelter, and water. Can you picture the joy of surprising a child with their first Christmas gift? Send them a box of joy at boxofjoy.org. A rosary and the story of Jesus is included in every box of joy. Give today at boxofjoy.org. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. The wisdom of Mother Angelica. Isn't it awesome that we today do not recognize his presence in the Eucharist? Is it because we really don't go to him in humbleness of heart and say, Lord, I don't believe. Help my unbelief. Lord, I want to see you. I want to recognize you. I cannot live without you. Are we saying that? EWTN. Live truth. Live Catholic. Underwritten in part by the following nonprofit. Do you feel as though life is flying past you? Are you desperate for a way to find moments of peace and quiet? Lord, teach me to pray. The free Ignatian prayer series will open your heart to His voice, to the peace you are seeking, and the only love that fulfills the human heart, Jesus. God is calling you to true joy, knowing Jesus personally. Lord, Teach Me to Pray is free. Go to lordteachmetopray.com, click on the red box, order the Lord Teach Me to Pray series now. Go to lordteachmetopray.com. Welcome back to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and our show today is titled All in the Family as we talk about family conflict. Whether that's conflict with the people living under your roof or conflict with extended family members, general family conflict or family conflict related to the holidays, we are helping you create a more peaceful family and break through those tensions. 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Joining us right now, Bill Donahue from the Theology of the Body Institute. Bill, welcome to More to Life. Good morning. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, you bet. So you wanted to share some insights, uh, well, first of all, that the people can take about family conflict from your, uh, from your the name Wi-Fi of your Wi-Fi. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, so this is our lead-in, everybody, as you're driving to work or whatever you're doing. Our Wi-Fi network 
for the Donahue home is our beautiful mess. That's <laughs> what pops up on your phone when you're driving by. Because that's what family life is. And with two teenagers and two younger children beneath those years and Rebecca and myself, fallen human beings, it is a hot mess. And then you can sprinkle in any other family members as they come and visit. But right. here's the thing. I, yeah, I think that we need to understand that in what John Paul II called historical man, this phase of our brokenness yet our blessedness and redemption, it's, it isn't messy. And the family is a saint-making machine, literally. So being open to the chiseling of the other is not something unexpected or like a shocker, but expected and with grace, right? It's sort of this, okay, Lord, how are you going to make me a saint today? And how can I make another person a saint? I think that helps us, kind of frees us to enter into the process. Well, yeah, because, you know, I think we can start feeling really guilty or even condemned, you know, but because our families aren't perfect. And, and you know, kind of remembering that, that you know, family, Catholic family life especially is, is ordered to healing that brokenness. But, but that begins with assuming that there is brokenness to heal. Yeah, and what we're doing is we're, we're battling up against a culture that, that thinks, no, it shouldn't be this way. <clears throat> There's a great philosopher, I love this guy, he's a Swiss-Korean philosopher, Byung-Chul Han, and he says today, our culture is all about frictionlessness, and he calls it the aesthetics of the smooth. Our, our iPhones are smooth, our smartphones, everything we touch is smooth. There's no resistance, but when we bump up against other human beings, that you know, not technology, there's all these glitches and bumps and, and grooves, and it's like, this is really hard. But again, this is the expectation as we polish each other up towards sanctification. So I, in that, oh, go sorry, ahead, Greg. Well, I was just going to say, so in that sense, you know, when we can expect that uh, to encounter that brokenness in our families, we can also be encouraged that, you know, God is giving us the grace to do something about it, right? To, to, to respond to that in ways that help us build the kingdom, starting in with our homes and with our relatives. Yeah, and, and the hard part of here is like letting go of my ego or my control of the situation. Boy, as a dad, as a husband, I, I learn that every day and the opportunities abound. That I can, I can say with John the Baptist in Scripture, this person must increase, I must decrease. How can I allow the Lord to teach me a little bit more patience, a little bit more empathy and understanding? Again, there's no way to get this unless we're under the waterfall of His grace every day in our own personal prayer. But man, you, you, you can really find sanctification in those little things each day if we're open and we realize this thing and this family is a saint-making machine. Amen. And willing to do that work. Bill, thank wow. you so much for being with us. If folks would like to learn more about the Theology of the Body Institute's courses, I encourage you to go to tobinstitute.org. That's tobinstitute.org. And we are taking your calls right now at 877-573-7825. The show today is titled All in the Family as we talk about family conflict and whether that's conflict with the people who live under your roof or with your extended family we want to help you create a more peaceful loving caring and connected family life especially in the coming weeks give us a call at 877-573-7825 again that's 877-573-7825 in a facebook world we can multiply virtual friends and yet psychologists and sociologists tell us we have fewer and fewer actual friends. This is not good. We're made for friendship, 
Friendship with God, first of all, but secondarily, friendship with other human beings. Jesus calls his apostles friends. And when he faces his greatest suffering, he asks his inner circle of friends to come and pray with him in the Garden of Gethsemane. They come, but they fall asleep. Jesus isn't crushed when his friends fail to live up to his expectations. He doesn't withhold his love from them. He doesn't cast them away. Nor does he suffer their neglect silently. He confronts them. Couldn't you have prayed with me for an hour? Then he moves on to do the will of his Father in heaven. When friends let us down, as they will, we should follow the example of Jesus, lovingly confront them, but remember that they can never substitute for God, who stands ready as our ultimate friend. Cresta in the Afternoon weekdays at 4 Eastern on EWTN Radio. Christ is the Answer with Father John Ricardo. Let us strive to know the Lord. Quick question to you and me right now. Is that what you and I are doing every single day? When you and I wake up every day, do we strive to know Jesus or not? In the Old Testament, in the same book of Hosea, a little bit later on, it's in chapter 14, the Lord says through the prophet, my people perish Or in another translation, my people are being destroyed because of a lack of knowledge. Not a lack of data. We got tons of data. Not a lack of information. We got a lot of information. Not just about things that are happening in the world. We got a lot of data, a lot of knowledge, a lot of information about God. But not a lot of intimacy with God. Not a lot of relationship with God. Not a lot of friendship. That's the cry of God's heart. God wants to give himself to us in the incredible gift of friendship. And we're not taking advantage of it. Hi there, I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. No matter how old our kids are, they'll always want our love. They'll always crave our approval, a word of encouragement, any sign that lets them know that we think they're showing some strength, doing something right, or at least trying to pursue something worthwhile. No matter how damaged a relationship, every adult child wants to know that their parents are proud of them for something. We need to remember this. It's critical that parents of adult kids look for the good intentions behind the things our adult kids are doing and try to express our pride in the efforts they're making to pursue those good things. That can be hard to do, especially if we disapprove of the way they're pursuing those intentions, but learning how to do this is the first step in being mentors to our adult children. To learn more, check out our book, Having Meaningful, Sometimes Difficult Conversations with Your Adult Sons and Daughters, or visit catholiccounselors.com. for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today on More to Life, the show is titled All in the Family, as we talk about dealing with those family conflicts and whether those conflicts are with the people who live under your own roof or with your extended family. We want to help you identify those next steps toward creating a more peaceful, loving, caring, and connected family life. Give us a call at 877 877- Five seven three seven eight two five. Again, that's eight seven seven five seven three seventy eight twenty five. Let's talk now with Rhonda, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Kentucky. Hi, Rhonda. Welcome to More to Life. What can we do for you? Well, I have two younger sisters, and they do not get along very well. One of them is adamant about not getting along. <laughs> She's the okay. youngest one. And uh, 
I don't know. She's so condescending when she talks to both of us. And our mother died in August, and mm. I got them both in the room and said, look, this is the last time we'll probably ever be in this house together. I said, we need to put aside everything that, you know, sets us apart, and we need to get together and be sisters and support each other. I said, we all have our own problems going on in our lives, and there's no reason why we can't be nice to each other. And the middle sister agreed, and the younger sister was like, well, I don't have any problem with anybody. And that's not true, because she's so condescending when she talks to us. So I just don't know how to handle it. So she's not saying it's a particular issue that somebody hurt her. It's just a personality trait with her that she's condescending and rude and hurtful? Maybe. Maybe, but she she's not that way to me. But I feel like, well, when our dad died, she treated me the same way she's treating uh, my middle sister. Shelley. So, are you specifically asking for help in dealing with that sister, or or what what can we do for yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, because particular? I'm like I I don't know how to I don't even want to have her for Christmas because she's mm. kind of toxic, you know. Can you give me an example of when you say she's condescending or, or, or toxic? Like, what, what kinds of things will she do? Like, if you got together for Christmas, what would you, how would you expect her to behave? Like, give me a concrete example of, of, an, of an exchange. Well, I don't know. Like, anything that she doesn't really do it to me as much as she does my younger sister or the middle well, sister, Shelley. You're. you're you're probably not going to be able to do anything about that relationship. You, you, the most, the, the thing that you can really only work on is how she treats you directly. And your your middle sister can work on on her relationship. But let me ask you something, Rhonda. It kind of piqued my interest here. You said, okay. you know, this is this. You try to handle this when your mom died, and you're all going to be in her house for the last time. And right. you said she treated you like this when your dad died. When she right. hasn't just lost a parent, is this behavior consistent or does it flare up when she's grieving? No, it's pretty consistent. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But you're yeah. saying that, that the problem isn't really between you and her, it's between more between her and your other sister? More so, yes. So when you say you don't want to have her over for Christmas, like what, what, what you're you, because she's because of the way she treats your sister, you mean, or, or because you're concerned about how she's going to yeah. behave? Yeah, because she's just, I don't know, if Michelle does anything, she's always like, well, you're the one in charge, or you're the, the smart one, or, you know, she's just kind of condescending and, and, all right. Well, if you know, know when when somebody words, I guess. Uh, okay, that's all right. Now, when so, when when and I would say you want to be careful about using this if she's if if you're intervening in her relationship with your sister. But if she if she's, I mean, you can do it, but you just have to be more careful about it. Um, the, but if she's speaking to you this way, as a general rule of thumb, when somebody talks to you in a way that feels offensive. You want to try, to, you don't want to excuse the behavior, but you want to address it in a way that gives them the benefit of the doubt. 
right, where you're saying something like, hey, listen, I, I don't know if you're aware of this. I'm sure you don't mean anything by it. But there's just something about the way you said that that really makes me feel X. It really makes me feel like, I'm, I don't know, you, you think less of me or that you're, you know, angry with me about something or that you know, whatever right so fill in the blank it's look i don't i don't i'm sure you don't mean anything by this and i'm sure you don't even really hear it but there's something about the way you said that that makes me think or feel x is that what you mean to say right so use that formula right where you're you're, you're giving her the benefit of the doubt up front you're kind of giving her some wiggle room so she can save face then you're describing your experience. You're not accusing her. You're not saying, you're talking down to me. You're being mean to me. You're obviously angry, but you're not accusing her. You're not using those you statements. You're just describing your experience or your understanding of it. And then you're saying, you know, is that what you mean? Like, help me understand what you're really trying to say to me. So you give her a chance to basically do a do-over. A lot of times people don't appreciate, don't really see how they're coming across to another person. Uh, they get into certain habit, uh, habits in the way they talk to another person or people in general. They don't really see how they come across. And so being able to hold up that mirror that says, hey, look, you know, I, I'm sure you don't mean anything by it, but there's just something about the way you said that that made me think that you're upset with me or that you're frustrated with me about something or that, you know, there's something going on between us that, that we need to talk out. Is that what you're trying to tell me or is there something you need to say? You know, but, but ask it gently. You know, in a genuine desire to know what that other message, message is. Not, you know, is there something you need to say to me? You know, <laughs> it's not like you have a chip on your shoulder. So the more you can do that, though, and like I said, it's easier to do that when, it's, when she's directing it at you. Okay, but if you if you see her and your sister getting into it, you, you want to let your sister try to handle it a little bit at first. But if you see that's not going well and you happen to be there, you can kind of intervene and say, well, honestly, you know, I don't mean to intrude, but it just seems to me that even as I'm listening to you, it sounds to me like when you there's something about the way you said that, that's saying that you're upset with my si- you know our sister, sister or you're yeah. frustrated about something. You guys need to talk through something. Is that what you're trying to say? Right. So you use the same format you just have to use it a little more sparingly and judiciously you may want to talk to your middle sister and if if she agrees with you on all of this and and tell her how to handle this on her own because one of the things i really caution you about here Rhonda, is to not take over the role of being the mom you know you've you've lost both your parents now and i think even your little sister is kind of looking at you as the head of the family now if you put yourself in that position, it will come back to bite you because it's not your God-given position, and both your sisters will end up resenting it. Yeah, I mean, anything. If you intervene too much, anything you do, anything you do can and will be used against they you. They will, you know? and they're going to feel like you think you're superior or you're being the mom, and you don't want to do that. What you want to do is foster a loving sister relationship of three women who are equals who love each other, who are sisters and want a relationship with one another. And if you approach it the way Greg is saying, without intervening too much, allowing your middle sister to hear some of this from you before you get together and let her try to handle it that way, also get her opinion on it, it it may flow more easily and you won't have to be in that mom position that everybody's going to end up resenting, including you. You are going to end up resenting having to parent your adult sisters for the rest of your life if you start taking on that role too much. I mean, a good rule of thumb for you, Rhonda, and any other listener, is that you know being called to be instruments of grace and or instruments of peace uh, is not the same thing as being called to be the family savior. 
right? Jesus is the only Savior. We, we can facilitate some of that by inviting people to to behave more gracefully, if you will. Um, but we can't make that happen. So, so, but I think in, in this case, the the most Gen- what I'm trying to say, the, the, the most respectful way, there you go, the most respectful way to handle your your younger sister's behavior, younger sister's behavior, is, is to just make her more aware of it by gently pointing out how, you know, what she's saying makes you feel and asking her to clarify if that was really her intention. Share that with your, your middle sister um, and, you know, this way you have a plan going in where you can all agree on how you want to handle this. Not in a ganging up kind of way, just to say, hey, you know, this is something I've noticed and, you know, I'm thinking about this and maybe this is a way you can handle it because I don't really want to have to intervene here and make you two feel less adult or whatever that is. And see what her response is to all of this. She may have a different opinion. Well, you can even share the podcast with her if you'd like. Yeah. Rhonda, thanks so much for the call. If there's more we can do to support you, don't hesitate to reach out. By the way, um, for situations like this, if you'd like additional suggestions, our book, God Help Me, These People Are Driving Me Nuts, Making Peace with Difficult People. Uh, is available at catholiccounselors.com or wherever books are sold. And we are taking your calls, listeners, on our show today titled All in the Family as we talk about family conflict, whether that's general conflict in your family or conflict that's coming up in the next couple of weeks because of the Christmas holiday. Or maybe it's just that stuff in your family, even with your little kids, where you're, you've got 80,000 things to do on top of all the millions of things you normally have to do. And they're getting cranky, and they're getting irritable, and they're not cooperating, and you're feeling cranky and irritable, and you're saying, how do I get through this? And where's my spouse in the middle of all this? And whatever you're going through, if you feel like you're conflicted with members of your family present in your household or people you got to see, we are here for you today on More to Life. Give us a call at 877-573-573. 7825. That's 877-573-7825. Let us help you find those grace-filled answers. As we head out to our break, it's time for our scripture of the day, which comes to us from Matthew 10, verses 35 to 37. It's a, it's a little bit of a, uh, uh, throwing a little curveball here. Mm, it is, but, but we got to wait. We gotta wait till the ball hits the bat here, Greg, because it says, For I have come to set a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, and a person's enemies will be of his own household. Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me, and whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Now, if you read that verse and you take it at face value, it seems like Jesus is coming to bring division. That's not what he's saying here. He's saying that that, that by following him, division was going to happen because people are going to disagree with with that that way of living a Christian life. But he's also saying that that is the way to greater peace in your family life. When we love our family members more than we love Christ, we tend to focus on what's going to keep things quiet what's yes. gonna what's gonna ignore the conflict what's gonna allow us to not have to deal with the stuff but when we love christ more than we love our spouse or our kids or our mother or our daughter-in-law or the other member in the families what we're doing is we're saying okay lord here's the problem i'm having with that person i want to do what you want me to do not just what's going to help me make this sort of superficial piece that doesn't actually 
heal any problems that we're having. It's so important that what you're saying, Greg, is you take it to the Lord and you ask him what next steps he wants you to take. This is not, I have to love the Lord and the scriptures and this more than, you know, head with and I'm going to attack my whole family because, darn it, they're sinners. Well, so are we. We all are. We're there to accompany each other to holiness. And so it, it's important to first go to God and say, how do you want me to handle this? Give me the virtues I need so that I can exercise this. Give me the grace to see these people as people to be loved, that are loved by you, but you don't want them to sit in their sin. You don't want me to sit in mine. How do we accompany each other to healing and to holiness? That's what this is talking about. It doesn't mean, and we can often think when we look at this scripture, oh, well, we're all supposed to not get along, so we must just be a normal family because we don't get along. Scripture says that we're not going to get along. No, it's about loving God enough to actually accompany the people in our family to a better, healthier, holier place. And sometimes that's going to cause some friction as we do it. 877-573-7825. Today's show is about family conflict. It's titled All in the Family as we talk about the tensions that we face either in our own households or with our extended family. If you are looking for tips for overcoming those family conflicts that are stopping you from feeling as close to your family as you'd like, give us a holler at 877-573-7825. More to Life will continue with your calls coming up right after the break. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual fund. You can learn more about the Ave Maria mutual funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. Underwritten in part by the following nonprofit. Finding good health care, encouragement for healthier living, or solid spiritual direction can be frustrating. That's why the Catholic Healthcare Alternative, CMF Curo, is offering a health sharing option. Curo's Christ centered wellness services include Catholic wellness coaching, spiritual direction, and a Catholic community supporting your health and wellness needs. Visit CMFCuro.com to learn more. That's CMFCuro.com where you can experience Christ's healing love in your health and wellness. Hello, Steve Ray here. Everything in the Bible and in the Catholic Church starts with the book of Genesis. It reveals to us God's plan for mankind. Yet Genesis can be daunting, especially given the scientific discoveries of the last few centuries. Well, that's where I come in with my new book, Genesis, a Bible study guide and commentary. Discover a thoroughly Catholic approach to this exciting and dramatic ancient narrative that is so often misunderstood. You can get the book now on the store page at AveMariaRadio.net. Check it out. Hi, I'm Al Cresta. Do you remember writing your Christmas wish list as a child? In developing countries like Haiti and Guatemala, children don't make Christmas lists, and they don't expect Christmas gifts. All their parents earn must go to food, shelter, and water. Can you picture the joy of surprising a child with their first Christmas gift? Send them a box of joy at boxofjoy.org. A rosary and the story of Jesus is included in every box of joy. Give today at boxofjoy.org. 
Want more tips for living a more joyful, abundant life through the gift of the theology of the body? Well, and follow us on Facebook at More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa and on Twitter and Instagram at Catholic Counselors. We'll see you there. We're so glad to be with you today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today's show is titled All in the Family, as we talk about family conflict and ways to resolve it. 877-573-7825. We're talking now with Anthony, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Ohio on Annunciation Radio. Hi, Anthony. Welcome to More to Life, and you're a Catholic home member as well, so you jumped to the front of the line. You <laughs> did indeed. How can we help you out today? Um, I'm just wondering or how, how to best handle. So my, my parents are divorced, um, and my wife and I have four kids. And um, her family is an hour away. My family is three hours away. And um, to compound all of that, I'm the, you know, I'm a music director at the church. So, you know, holidays, we can't ever really get on the road until all of that is done. And then trying to fit in all of the households between right. Christmas and the next next weekend when I have to be back, uh, it's just... It's been stressful ever since we we had kids, and um, there's still a lot of, of, of stress and um, uh, between especially my dad and, and me um, stemming from the divorce back when I was when, when I was ten, and um, you know it's it, just a lot going on and, and trying. So to as I understand that, it, you know you, you're you're kind of you're kind of around trying to visit all the relatives and it and that just really is, is chaotic and it adds to the stress of things it, 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 what, what are you asking in particular because there are lots of different ways we can go with this um, you know it is I guess trying to trying to, to, to please everybody and make sure that everybody gets enough time and that we're also not burn out because you know this always well, I would suggest to you that that's not your job I, I would suggest okay. to you that your job is is actually working to to create uh, to, to create a solution that works best for your domestic church mm -hmm. your wife and your kids all right you know you, you, that, that's that that's the community that you have primary responsibility for and that you want to create good memories with and and create a, a peaceful family life with and everybody else the way it's supposed to work okay like when we get you know when we get married as catholics we get married in the church because everybody else there especially our family is supposed to be promising to support us we in, actively say that in in the mass for for a wedding that we are there to support that new couple and the family that they are creating and so you know th th that's not to say that we don't ever care about the rest of our family or don't try to do our best to accommodate them in reasonable ways but it does mean that we have a right to expect well to, to put our our own children and our own domestic church first and expect that our parents for sure will support that as opposed to us running around trying to make them happy and and here's the deal anthony that has to come first 
You're already exhausted from being a music minister. Greg and I had to do this years ago. Greg was in the same position playing 800 million billion masses during any holy season and being exhausted. And then his parents had expected us to continue to drive hours to go and see them for the holidays. I appreciated that my mother-in-law was doing the cooking, but we were exhausted. And it was really difficult. And I finally said, "Mm -mm, we can't do this anymore. It's killing Greg. It's wrecking us. It's making the kids cranky. You come to our house for these holidays from now on because that works because he's working so hard in his regular job and his music ministry work. And that worked out. But also, you got littles. Your wife is carrying a lot of burden because you're gone so much. It's okay to say to them, maybe it won't work this year, but next year, look, we're going to be home from the day after Christmas. We're going to do Christmas on our own as a family. The day after Christmas to New Year's Eve, we're around. You want to come and celebrate the holidays with us? Come on over. We're going to order pizza. We're going to do a very low-key family get-together if you have gifts to bring or we have gifts for you or whatever. We'd love to see you. But the kids can't do this anymore, and I'm exhausted. We love you. You're welcome. Let us know so we can schedule it out so you're not bumping in anybody you don't want to see. But we can't keep doing it this way. Yeah, so I would really encourage, again, as Lisa was saying, it might be too late to do that this year. You know, so you get through this year as best you can. But as soon as this is over, then you kind of put everybody on notice that that you're going to have to make some changes for next year. And if you can do it this year, do it this year. I mean, Anthony, honestly, you know what this is like. If God forbid, and I mean that for your family and ours and every other family that's listening, God forbid the whole family came down with something over Christmas, you wouldn't be going to see the family. Well, your family is coming down with something. They're coming down with exhaustion. They're coming down with depletion. They need mom and dad and each other and those memories under your roof. And the grandparents are supposed to be supporting that by coming while they still can. Now, now, if the if, if that upsets people, you know, like you, in particular, you mentioned that there's tension between you and your dad. You know, if somebody says, well, how dare you not come and see me? How dare you? You're not saying, I'm not going to come see you. You're saying, I can't do it on this day. If you'd like to celebrate, then come on this day, or let's work out a different time. But we have to do this for our family. I hope you understand. If they don't understand, that really has to be on them. Yeah. Um, I, you know, that's unfortunate, but it's not your job to fix that. It's it's your job as as the, the dad to really establish what your domestic church needs to thrive. And, and it's I, your parents' job to support you in that. To support you in that. And, and I have to say, Anthony, all of us have a hard time doing this, moving from being somebody's child to our own independent, you know, head of family ourselves. But when you come from a divorce situation, it's even worse. There's this situation where we think we have to please everybody. Maybe everything will get better if we do it the way they want to. It's a fallacy. That's not the case. What's going to make it better is you being the man of God you're supposed to be for your wife and your kids and creating that family that is strong and loving of each other and of God and letting those people come around you or not. It's their choice. You're not saying I disown you. You're saying come to our place. We're serving pizza or whatever it is. Make it easy on you and your wife. 
but don't keep doing this. So, Anthony, I, I, I you know, we, we, even though it's challenging in your situation, it doesn't change the work that needs to be done. And I think that by, by, by following what we're suggesting here, it's going to create a lot more peace for you and your wife and your kids. If you have more questions about that as a Catholic home member, please don't hesitate to uh, post those questions as follow up on the Home Builders channel. And for other and for listeners who are wondering what I'm talking about, CatholicHOM.com. It stands for Households on Mission. It is a platform for helping families create more loving, connected, and caring Catholic households. Uh, And we uh, have tons of resources there. Uh, Plus, most importantly, our whole team of pastoral counselors and coaches are there every day, 24-7, answering your questions about family life and passing on the faith to your kids and living the faith at home. Check it out, catholichom.com, or download the Catholic HOM app. First month is absolutely free. Check it out. We'd love to continue the conversation about resolving family conflict there at CatholicHOM.com. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Get out there and celebrate the life God has for you, because with His grace, there really is so much more to life. Have a blessed day, folks. You've been listening to More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa Popchek. More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and is carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Dan McGraw. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net.